0: Okay, thanks for tuning in to our Clubhouse podcast, where we have candid and open conversations about mental health and anything related to it. Our Clubhouse is located in Richmond, British Columbia, where we support adults recovering from and living with mental illness. You will be hearing from both members and staff, where our thoughts and our opinions are our own.
1: So, um, I want to ask you guys, how have you been dealing with isolation?
0: Well, I'll start. Um, (laughs) Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, it's been at least when we first started the whole uh, with um, COVID going on. um, It's been really hard to adjust to not seeing people on a regular basis, even at work. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with with being in a clubhouse, but our clubhouse revolves around working side by side with people, and just losing out on that face to face connections has been really hard. Um, And missing out on seeing friends has been really hard too so that's at least in the beginning that's just how I felt but um now I think it's getting better I see more people at work and um, getting out and being creative about seeing friends so yeah it's been it's been okay it's been okay
1: I think same with mari um, one of the challenges I had was socializing not being able to see family and friends um and you And like coming to Pathways, there was, you had the chance to interact with staff members and also do like social events, such as like, um, you know, going for movies or restaurants. So I kind of missed the socializing aspect of it. And um, once they opened up some of the, um, some of the activities you could do in phase two and phase three of the coronavirus response, Became better, so I was able to go to a, like a restaurant with my cousins, and you know, also like play like basketball with my cousins as well, even if it was in a um, physical distancing area.
2: Yeah, I think most of us have felt that way. I think with getting adjusted to something so different, because I it, people I think are pretty inherently social beings. So being told, "Hey, you can't see anyone," is like, "Oh, why though?"
3: <laughs> but I mean, as someone who likes alone time, it got to the point where I was like, "This is too much alone time. Like, I'm don't <laughs> don't with myself this much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> too much time
1: alone. <laughs>
3: too much time alone." So yeah, I think it's been weird with like the ups and downs of being like, "Okay, I'm okay with it this week," and then I'm like, "Oh, just kidding. Next week I'm." I'm dying. I'm like, I need to see someone in person. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, wait, maybe actually this is okay. But it's been weird. That's... I don't actually want to see people. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. I do.
0: <laughs> There's something that I've been hearing from some of my friends too, where um, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but do you know how sometimes, you know, in a given week, you just have so much, you only you only have so much energy to expend spending time with other people, and I feel like people have gotten at least from people that I know that sort of limit has been kind of uh, out of whack. <laughs> I don't know. is a word to say. Um, like, I feel like people are more like, "Ugh, I'm so done talking to this person or these group of people. They just like shut people out for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Have you guys found that?
3: I feel like it's also to do with the fact that like, when we do get to see people, it's like this and we're on like a computer and I don't know if to me, it feels like more, emotionally exhausting you're like projecting to like someone that's not even there you know like it's like a computer and then as soon as you turn it off you're like, like okay now I really am just here by myself again like it's such a stark difference I think is like I find that that's the point that's like kind of the most taking a toll on me is that switch from you know virtual connection which is weird
2: yeah because you know? like now it's only virtual connection basically mm-hmm. other than like your family or whoever you live with so it's like it's at least work for us and stuff it's all online and then if we're going to talk with people other like friends it's going to be online so it's like always online sort of thing which i think is mentally taxing as well right because like before at least if you were to see your friends it'd be like a break from technology you'd be out seeing them but now it's like oh that's all we get to do in order to be able to socialize so i think that's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying so that's that can be pretty exhausting.
1: <laughs> I had an issue as well. Like, um, so, um, I go to school and most of my courses are now online. It's hard to keep motivated to mm-hmm. study online and you don't even see some of your group members or the other people in classes or the professors. And know, um, it's a little bit challenging that way, too. Um,
3: Motivation is really hard to find. <laughs> yeah. I'll admit it. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Being at home definitely makes it
2: harder. Like I know for me, especially because I don't have a desk. So I work from my bed, which is the place where normally I do not work.
3: You're just ruining your sleep hygiene right there. <laughs> I know
2: I'm doing so bad.
0: So I have my actual fun facts. Ooh. Um, So uh, there is an article out on natureindex.com and it cites an SFU professor. Um, That's how I found it. And the the headline is Zoom fatigue is real and it's causing a new kind of anxiety amid isolation. So that feeling that we're getting from being online and Zoom is an actual real thing that some people have been researching now. And the fact that it's just not a natural way of seeing people face to face is one of the things that sort of making our brains more stressed, making us more anxious about things. Um, uh, and we just don't get to see the patterns of emotion and social interaction um, that we get from being in a person with, in the same room. So it's more taxing for us to pick, on, uh, pick up on social cues, um, being more aware of other people, and we're even more self-aware of our own face. So we're more self-conscious and that also causes that Zoom fatigue too. Um, so I've actually been practicing on turning off my own camera, especially in large groups so that I don't actually see my own face. Um, that makes it harder to make sure that I'm not doing something embarrassing that I don't want people <laughs> to see on the camera. Um, but that's just a, t- a tip that I would say, um, has helped me, um, if you're feeling stressed out from zoom.
2: just ever so often turn off your camera sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So, um, and also just taking natural breaks between online meetings yeah it's pretty important
3: hide yourself view right that's what you're talking about
0: yeah hiding yourself view uh, is really good
1: another issue i had is like i have um schizophrenia so i have trouble with concentration Mm. quite difficult with concentrating when people are like when people are talking because you just sometimes you just zone out and it's, it's it's easier i think with like Virtual social media like Zoom, where you might just like start like tuning out people almost sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I find it's pretty easy to get distracted with it because, you know, like if you're talking to someone in person, like you have that person in front of you and you have something to focus on. Whereas, like I feel like I'm, I'm looking at a screen. Like it's so easy for me just to be like a uh, 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 window, you know, <laughs> like dog. It's I don't know why it's just very weird. <laughs>
0: Sorry. i've actually i've actually felt the opposite of that where because zoom is so is like right on your monitor you can see when your camera is on you feel like you have to pay attention um even like i wait that this sounds bad but at least when you're face to face with somebody you can like look away if you need uh-huh. to you don't have to like be right you know in focus with them you don't have to like stare at their face all the time you can just look away take a breather you know i don't know if people close their eyes when they're talking to each other but um they can just kind of like mentally just kind of drift um not so obviously um like still paying attention but drift your complete attention away from the other person whereas here it's like not only am i staring at my face right now i'm also staring at every other face that's in the room
1: that's another thing, right? If each person's different, like mm-hmm. like this on um, social media, like Zoom and stuff, um it affects people each person differently. Mm-hmm. So it might be helping you Mari, but it might be affecting me a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true
0: for everybody too. Like some people might actually like being <laughs> being on Zoom more. Um I personally don't like it. Um but yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've definitely talked to people, I don't think I said words there. I've definitely talked to people <laughs> that, yeah, they have Zoom fatigue. They're just like, they need to take way more breaks with work and stuff. Like, they just cannot handle it. And I know recently, this week, I've noticed that it's partially because I've been wearing contacts more again. And partially because I don't take my eyes off a screen now <laughs> that my eyes started to hurt. Because I think it's partially, yeah, The because now my work, like at school, right, you still would take breaks, you'd go to lectures, and even then you wouldn't be staring at your computer the entire time, walking between classes and whatever. But now, all my work, all of our work is on a screen, mm-hmm. especially now. Like before, I guess- I don't really have that much experience, but I'm guessing before, you wouldn't necessarily be only on a computer. You'd probably be interacting with people. <laughs> Yeah. But so it's more like, yeah, so I definitely need to take more breaks and, like, look around, walk around the house or something, because, like, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it burns, you guys.
1: Yeah.
3: And I feel like I get way less done now, too, because I have, I'm taking so many more breaks because I'm, like, just can't take it, and I'm, like, oh, cool, so now it's four o'clock and I've done, like, two things that I was supposed to do,
1: like, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah you know, um, oh yeah go ahead Michelle
1: another aspect maybe it's not related to technology is like I was supposed to see my like my brother during like last month and his fight got cancelled I was supposed to see of my uncle's their fights got cancelled usually like me interacting with people gives me energy okay. yeah so I wish they had, like they could have came, but of course, um, like flying is still quite um, like con- kind of difficult at this time, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think a good. lot of. No, andy go.
2: Oh, i was just saying, it's kind of an ordeal now.
0: <laughs> yeah, how many of you guys have like? <laughs> You know, back I was remembering in December, like, oh, I'm really excited for the summer because I have so many plans that I could do. Like, it, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be. I did not expect that in mid-March we would be put on lockdown and have all our plans uh, kind of fall to pieces. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty hard, like, um, especially for people wanting to go back to school in September. Um, how they're going back to school is not ideal. Um, I know I'm in I'm in that boat, but, Yeah things to look forward to uh in the future
2: 2021 2021
0: hopefully let's hope for, it's a, better a, year. <laughs> let's hope for a better year um yeah. so did the feeling of i know that there's been a lot of things related to covid things related to employment um school um health wise there was that feeling of the unknown did you guys have that feeling of like i don't know what's going on for me i I remember being in that situation in that first couple of weeks of like, are we still going to be working? (laughs) Like what? So that was that sort of um, that unknowingness that I had.
2: Yeah, I definitely had that for sure. Uh, I definitely experienced a lot more anxiety. I had never experienced anxiety to that level. So it was like, I remember like I just heart palpitations all the time. I was like exhausted. It was, not a fun time, it's just not knowing, because no one knew at that point, right, we didn't know what the next phase was going to be, what the next steps were going to be, so exactly like that, like, everything was just kind of as it goes, I guess, like, we'll feel it out day by day, I guess we'll see what happens, but I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely like to have things planned out, yeah. it makes me feel more relaxed, not like, it's not like I would be the, you know, for traveling and stuff, let's say, like, it's not like I'd be, like, this specific time at this hour from this time we'll be doing this like I'm not like to that point but I do like to have things planned out a little bit be like all right well tomorrow I'll be going out for lunch cool great around this time lovely but now it's like well scrap those plans (laughs) figure it out
3: big plans of sitting on the couch now
2: saving the world by not leaving the house
3: exactly yeah i feel like especially at the beginning it was a lot of that unknown like when especially like when the clubhouse first like shut down or whatever we were like so what do we do like where are we supposed to go from here and then i feel like i don't know about you guys but for me like my mom is very obsessive about health because she's like a doctor whatever Um, (laughs) so then she made the switch where suddenly she was like constantly telling me like everything about COVID all the time and it was just like you know it was like the opposite of like I knew too much and I was like maybe I don't want to know <laughs> you know I don't want to know how many people are like getting diagnosed on a daily basis I don't want to know it's stressing me out more you know so
1: it's a balance yes like Janine like when unknown like I didn't know exactly like when would be the next time I would be going to a restaurant or next time I'll be visiting my like my grandpa or my uncle. And also, like, um, when it comes to the unknown, like, you don't know exactly when you walk outside, even, like, who might have it, even if it's, like, a slight chance. Always on the back of your mind when you walk outside, even now with the reopening, that, oh, someone could be affected. Mm-hmm. The unknown, like, yeah, that's some of the, sometimes some of the worries I have. It's nice being able to like try to go to restaurants now. And um but at the one point you didn't know your, will school be online still next semester or not? And if you go outside, if it's if, like, if someone who might have the virus or were contagious, So a lot of the unknown is, there's a lot of issues when it comes to knowing the unknown with the COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just going to say, too, like, um, yeah, I, there were just that even if there was a low chance that somebody had COVID, just passing by another person like, increases your anxiety. and Like, oh, did I just catch it or something? And I remember feeling like you, Andy, where in the beginning, I just had those feelings of anxiety that I never thought I had. And I actually thought I had COVID. Um because it was allergy season too. Yeah, that and was me. It was allergy season. I Sometimes my throat can get a little like scratchy because of the, my allergies, especially when there's too much pollen in the air too. And because COVID was happening and my gra- I, I live with my grandma, I was just getting really anxious about passing it on um, from other people, getting it from wherever I went in the grocery store or picking up food anywhere. And I remember that anxiety led me to thinking, oh my God, I have COVID. And that increased my anxiety like in like a cyclical pattern. And I had these like breathing problems. And I was like, oh my God, I think I have the symptoms of, um, um, of COVID. And I had to, I even called like the nurse's line to say, like, I think I have symptoms. And they just walked me through it. And then um, they said that, you know, I don't think you have symptoms. And um, I wasn't sneezing. I wasn't coughing. Um, so hopefully I wasn't an asymptomatic carrier But yeah, it's really, we've come a long way from all of that anxiety. And I think now I'm guilty of not doing it, but, you know, now I don't feel like I need to wear a mask as often. Sometimes I'll wear it if I know I'm not going to be able to keep six feet apart, but I'm not in that situation where, oh, I need to wear a mask all the time, or I need to like just avoid people in general. I can be like, oh, hey, hello, how are you doing? Um, Just in passing, but... Yeah, that there's been a huge shift from when the when the pandemic happened and when things were starting to get shut down and where we are now.
2: I think that just comes from understanding more about it, right? Like I feel like that's we're learning so much more about it too, like through different studies, through just other countries and seeing that. I think that also probably helps to reduce a little bit of that anxiety. At least that's what helped me. But Mari, I felt the exact same way. At the beginning, I was like, I have it, because like, along with the pulpit- like the heart palpitations, I was like, I couldn't breathe properly, and I was like, I have it. I haven't left the house in two weeks, but I have it. <laughs> like, um, I haven't left my, I have my room. <laughs> yeah, but Wait, it was no, like, I was like, that's it. <laughs> that, that's the end. This is it. But it's like, yeah, it's exactly how it felt, and I was like, but then I talked to my dad, and he's like, yeah, I've had feelings of, I, I like, being scared, like one little thing, and I'll be like. I definitely have it so to know that not only you know the people that I look up to were feeling that same way where that you're just kind of like feel a little bit more down a little bit more anxious about it I was like oh okay I'm not the only one who feels like that so that really did help a lot to just talk to more people and be like oh you're feeling anxious too great let's mm-hmm. feel anxious together <laughs>
1: I'm actually also a very big sports fan, and I'm happy that some of the sports are coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of my times I tend to watch sports. You know, it's kind of it was getting quite boring at some points. So yeah, I just can't. I would be um, excited to see sports again and movies as well, which I haven't done something that I would like. I would do for fun when I might be stressed out.
0: This kind of leads into my next question too. Um, And this is not to make light of COVID because we know that COVID is a very real thing. We know that it is still affecting people worldwide and that it's affecting people's health. But do you guys personally feel like you're still afraid of COVID? Um, Like, you know, we talked about that shift in our mindsets from back in March to now we're in the middle, almost the middle of June. Um, Do you guys still feel as afraid as you were of COVID um, where we are now?
3: Um, I'm going to say probably not because I feel like, um, I feel like you guys probably are feeling the same based on what you guys said, but like in the beginning it was like a lot of anxiety because you're like, how do I protect against the unknown? Like it's this thing we know nothing about. So how am I supposed to prevent from getting it? You know, but now I feel like, like you said, like we know so much more about it. I feel like it's easier to manage, like, when you do get that anxiety about, like, oh, my God, I'm going outside, you know, maybe I'm, this person's going to give it to me or whatever, like, you feel like I have more, like, resources where I could be like, okay, no, like, I could just wear a mask, it's fine, it's hands, it's this, and I feel like there's easier ways to, like, reassure yourself that it's not so, this big, ominous, scary thing all the time, you know, even though, I mean, it is still scary in the concept, but, like, on a personal level, I feel like it's easier to manage now than it was before.
1: For myself, uh, myself, right now, I'm not too worried about it because the number of cases, there's not many, and we're opening up more. My sometimes concern is what will happen when it comes to September, October? Is the virus still going to be there or not? Because if it is still there, it's going to start to multiply. and um, That's one of my worries. Um, Some, some one thing I think is if it doesn't die out by summer, then we'll probably need some type of vaccine. And yeah, so a little bit. I'm not worried in the summer because the chances of catching it slow. In the beginning, the chances of being contagious was pretty high. But like, I'm so worried that like, um, what would happen when it comes back to September and October? Also, there's always like a slim chance that someone in the summer would be carrying maybe the virus as well even if it's a slim chance but now i feel a little bit more comfortable going to like restaurants or to the park or something
2: yeah i think uh along the same lines like i'm not really that concerned about it now that uh doing research on it and all that stuff the as with i think any sort of uh, disease I would be more concerned for the people that are just at risk. Like I'm not concerned for myself in that sense. My family is not at risk, so I'm not as concerned, but I would be more concerned for people that, you know, that could potentially get in, that it could be much more devastating for them. But, you know, I I want to like, watch out for that in any case. But in the general sense, now that I know more about it, I understand that uh, the death rate is not as high as we thought. So that helps to lower my anxiety a little bit about it. And the cases will be a lot higher just because of the fact that we have no, no one has any immunity to it, right? How can you fight against something you've never had? So that's a little bit like, that's why like to me, like I stopped because I remember I used to like every single day, I would look and see how many more cases we had. And that would definitely elevate that anxiety and be like, everyone's going to get it or no one's going to be left, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. But now realizing that the cases are, it's, you know, you don't want people to get sick, right? But what I've been trying to focus on more is the hospitalizations and the death rate and to see, like, especially in BC, that we've been doing incredibly well all things considered, that's helped me a lot to sort of, you know, reassure myself about that and be like, okay, it's, it's not great. We still have to be careful, we should be hygienic, (laughs) watch out, and definitely take care of the people that are at risk, because obviously, they're at risk. But in the general sense, I feel much more calm about it. But it's still weird, like going out for like to like a restaurant, or going to grocery store, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. This doesn't feel right. Why am I out here right now? But yeah, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think just hearing you guys say that, um, it brings, you know, I guess I'm gonna s- summarize what I think too, is just that, um, like, we're not you know to our listeners we are again like we are not making light of people who have been affected by it um we know that people have lost loved ones who have died from covid um what really what we're talking about and what we're referring to is really just that that sort of debilitating anxiety that people have had over the past couple of weeks with that you know that not knowing of you know what's going on in the world with you know especially with employment you know the economy that isolation that's been affecting a lot of people um and how we've been able to manage so far um now. And so when we talk about um being afraid, it's not making light of it. It's more of just saying um we're not keeping ourselves at home anymore. We want to open up our doors again and that we want to reconnect with the world in a safe, practical way. Um, And I, you know, for me, I my fear of COVID has definitely declined since the beginning too, I think that especially with all of the news updates, um, which I still watch um, somewhat regularly, um, I have confidence in our public health system, um, the direction of our provincial health officer and, officer and just hearing from what is happening in other provinces too. I think we've done relatively well and I think that we've managed our public health strategies in a good way. Um again, I'm not a public health practitioner, but I just think that, as someone who's been watching it unfold, it's been it's been reassuring to see that we're serious about what kinds of measures that we need to take place. Um, how can we safely reintroduce the things that we've um had as a luxury and as a privilege for so long um, that that we felt that we've needed it um so yeah, I, I'm not as afraid as COVID as I was in the beginning of the, of the pandemic.
2: Yeah, it's not to say that it's not a serious thing because mm-hmm. it is a very serious and real thing.
0: Yeah, and it's still a real thing again for exactly. so many different countries. You know, there, you know, where we are, for our listeners who are not in BC, you know, there's still ongoing cases that are still multiplying um, in the East Coast or what what is Central Canada um, and in the States especially too. You know, the cases are still going up there. So um, we hope that people are keeping safe and keeping healthy, but at the same time also um, being reassured by whatever direction their public health um, authority is giving them so that they are not isolating at home or having that constant ongoing fear, um, ruining other parts of their life where they can be sort of managing um, well,
1: uh, just to piggyback on Maurice's point, I think the government in BC has done a wonderful job. Some of the regulations they put in and everything has curbed the pandemic compared to other countries like you see in Europe or in the US or other parts of the province. Um, I think the government in BC has done a wonderful job. Yeah.
0: This is not sponsored by the government of BC. <laughs> <laughs> just adding some lightheartedness into the podcast. We are not sponsored by the government of BC, but we, you know, just from what we've had and, and what, from what we heard from Dr. Bonnie Henry, mm-hmm. um, I think we share the sentiments that um, we're confident in the strategies that have been
2: going on and we think that it's been working. Um, and also, I mean, it's pretty impressive that BC, British Columbians have been really good about following these things, like following the measures that, have been set like we've been following it so well that we've like Mashoud said, completely like flatten that curve so good yeah. on us too
0: yeah <laughs> Everyone's the,
2: working together well
0: <laughs> yeah I, I think people have been really understanding and even if there obviously there are still people who are not going to be wearing masks oh. um, you know I think still people are really careful about keeping their distance not always but um, just being conscious about their own health and the health of other people uh, has hygiene. Been their hygiene. Yeah. Um, good to see that there's more hand, sanitary, hand sanitizing stations around too. Um, and I guess it's kind of, yeah, this kind of brings us to our final point here. What are some of the coping strategies that you've developed over the course of the past few months?
1: For me, one of the strategies for me was I'm um, going for jogs. I've been going for exercise. Yeah, there's sometimes when you're going for exercise, there'll be bystanders too, as well, and just try to do my best to keep distance from them. But just exercising a little bit just to help my mood and to help my concentration, my energy level, which has been kind of affected by COVID. Um, that's one of the things that have helped me a lot with just going outside for exercise, especially on a sunny day.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I've been trying to do as well, is just to leave the house a little bit, just for like a walk. So I know the first two months, I was so scared of everything going on that I did not leave my house physically at all. I didn't even go for walks, not even just in the neighborhood. And once I did that, my I noticed that my anxiety and just overall mental health started to improve. So just doing that, just going for like a 20-minute walk with my dog was like, I could breathe fresh air. That was a really big thing. Breathe air that didn't come out of my family's mouths. No. That's <laughs> ideal. <laughs> the ideal air.
0: So what you mean to say is fresh air.
2: <laughs> Specifically,
3: not, fresh air,
0: not recycled air.
3: <laughs> not recycled. How far back do we want to go on that? air life cycle
0: (laughs) Tanine, what have you been doing to cope
3: um i've been doing a little bit of the same of like walking and stuff and i don't know if it's really coping mechanism but just like being more open and like flexible it's like okay like seeing my friends through virtual means is like that's as good as it's gonna get right now and i just need to learn to appreciate that for what it is and just kind of changing my mindset of how I try to approach these things and being like, okay, at least I get to see them. You know, (laughs) at least we have the, I don't know, what is it, the the privilege of having technology that we're not like fully like completely 100% isolated. And I think just trying to remind myself of like, to be thankful for those little things is what helps me kind of have a better perspective on things. As corny as that sounds, I'm very aware. But um, sometimes you got to do what you got to (laughs) do.
2: It's not acceptance, right? Like, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah. I guess that's the one thing with Zoom still is that you're still um, interacting with people. Might not be the best way, but it does allow for some interaction.
0: Yeah, I think... I, I, I think one of my coping mechanisms has just been that sense of like acceptance that COVID is not going away anytime soon, that it is a very real thing that we might be having for a while until there is a vaccine. And so just realizing that there are other ways that you can live your life and not have to be like isolating yourself in a small bubble surrounded in plastic wrap, um, you know, is one way to do it. And also walking for sure i've had a great new appreciation for the environment Uh, especially and especially my own neighborhood not the environment in general but just my own neighborhood that i can just go for a walk and it's actually a pretty decent and nice walk um yeah and it's pretty much all the things that i've been doing oh yeah and seeing um some friends from time to time um physically distancing of course um maybe one day i can just call it um just hanging out with my friends without having to (laughs) imply that it's physically distancing. We can just say, I'm hanging out with my friends.
3: That's the dream.
0: (laughs) That's the dream. One day we'll get to a point where this is just the normal
2: one day in the future.
0: (laughs) One day in the future. Hopefully soon. Hopefully.
2: Here's to hoping. I've also jumped on the band. not really jumped on the bandwagon because I've always done it anyways, but baking that's also been good. Yeah. I eat my comfort (laughs) food.
0: Yeah, so before we end, just wanted to hear what you guys are really looking forward to, hopefully, when the pandemic is over.
1: For me, I guess I would like to watch some movies, um, watch some sport games, and just, of course, maybe visit family and friends.
2: Yeah, I think that's very similar. Like, I, like, Mashoud, he said that you were going to have family visiting and we were supposed to have my grandparents coming to visit from Nicaragua. So that's something we were hoping to do. So maybe that's something that I'm looking forward to having and being able to hug people and miss hugging people. <laughs> I'm a very touchy feely person. So this is a very weird thing to have to do now.
0: Oh no, she's a hugger, guys. <laughs> she's
2: coming. <laughs> she's coming. You guys don't <laughs> wear. <laughs> You've been warned. Once this is all over, it's all over for all of you.
0: Uh, i'm happy for all the people who just hate physical contact (laughs) that are just like yes i don't need to hug other people anymore
3: i don't have finally like
0: sometimes this is completely unrelated to our topic but sometimes i find like when you just meet somebody for the first time there's that awkward moment where like they are so comfortable with just hugging you and on the other on the on the inside you say to yourself oh i don't i don't really know you that well
3: and they just come at you and you're just like so,
0: so this is your reason you're you're just you can just say i'm solely opening my bubble
3: <laughs> like, uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> not yet
1: <laughs> well, for our cultural celebration we do a lot of hugging and uh, things like that and when our cultural festival was happening just nobody was hugging
2: oh that must have been so different Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah because like my culture is the same like latin american culture is very let's just all over (laughs) oh boy (laughs) no it's like you know like when you first meet someone like you don't know them you'll still give them a hug and like the you know the, the cheek to cheek thing you know like that's how you know like the so that's like very usual like very normal for us like So for me to not have that anymore, it's like, oh, I can't say hello normally. I don't, do I? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have to uh, relearn some new cultural um, greetings in that sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, even, did you hear that thing about, like, people saying that the whole, like, blowing out candles on your birthday cake (laughs) might be gone for a very long time? And I'm just like such a small thing but this seems so weird to think about like when's the next time i'm gonna blow out a candle
0: (laughs) you know even before then i've always been thinking like oh i think i just saw like a little bit of spittle land on the cake so i'm okay with not having to do <laughs> blowing out of the candles if it's not my <laughs> own
2: cake <laughs> and then there's that tradition where you shove the person's head into a cake so that's probably gone too that needs
3: to go anyway <laughs>
2: to go. i had that happen to me it was not great i got frosting up my nose so i'm not a huge fan of it maybe ever?
3: yeah,
0: yeah. um janine any last coping things that you oh wait did we already cover that we're past that now um but thank you guys for listening to our latest episode of our podcast you can check us out on our website um and also please take a look at our facebook page pathways virtual clubhouse for all of our
1: virtual clubhouse activities we'll see you next time